fam. Welcome back to the greatest Houston-based podcast in the world, the Week in D podcast. I'm your host, Danny G. And today we got a very special guest. He's a comedian. You might have seen him in Houston. He was out here for a minute. He did shows at the Riot, at the Secret Group, in the Box. Now he's coming out of Houston. Um, his name is Jesse Saldana. What's up, man? Yeah, How what's up? Doing? What's up? Doing good. Thank y'all for having me on. Oh man, pretty good. Came out to Austin, trying to do more comedy out here, but I still say I'm a Houston comic. Yeah, Houston comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How long were you doing uh, comedy out here in Houston? So I started in Houston. So uh, seven years, seven years of comedy. He's, I don't know. Yeah. I still count the COVID year. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Right. Yeah. I mean, you were out here. Yeah, and uh-huh. we were still doing shows the whole time. Were you? Damn, not like in know. the city but like uh-huh. in the like outskirts yeah uh-huh. our shows they were brutal but it <laughs> wasn't i mean <laughs> yeah it was uh i mean covid was interesting <laughs> oh for sure for sure for sure i mean what was that like though because like i know a few people in the comedy scene here in houston and like everyone had a completely different experience right depending on yeah. how long they've been doing it like, what was that like when COVID started happening and, like, you started getting these, like, trying to figure out how where you're going to gig and things like that? So I, I never quit my day job. You know, that hacky thing that people say, hey, don't quit your day job. <laughs> well, that's actually the best advice I ever got was to not quit my day job. Because uh, when COVID started, so many comics that I knew were worried about how they were going to make rent, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't worried about any of that. Cause I still had my job. They just sent me home to work. So I said, uh, I mean, it, 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 it did suck not doing shows or whatever, but for me, I was like, this will blow over fast, yeah. you know? <laughs> Cause when COVID started, I was like, this will be a couple of weeks and then we'll be back to normal. Nope. Wow. I was so <laughs> wrong, man. But actually, yeah. uh, that year, I had just started doing a bunch of shows out here in Austin. And I was like, all right, stuff's going all right out here. And then that happened, and I was like, all right, I'll just stay in Houston. Because there, uh, I mean, after a while, we started doing shows in like bars in the outskirts of Houston, which we weren't supposed to be doing. But mm-hmm. the people that were going didn't care. We didn't care. Yeah, comedy was still happening. We just weren't Texas- promoting it. <laughs> yeah. Texas did a beautiful thing when it came to the to the COVID man. After irresponsible, while, some would say. <laughs> a, 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 little bit, a little bit irresponsible, but I mean, come on now. We had we had to survive. Yeah, we had to get out there. We had to live life, and I, I, I don't know. Me being like someone that grew up in California and then moving to Texas at a young age, I've always appreciated Texas like on a whole other level. Yeah, and, like when when they when I saw that you know California was just shutting down, New York was shut down. And Texas was like, nah, we're we're gonna get back to work. We're gonna keep yeah. going. Like I was like, man, that's like that, that's awesome. And, you know, Texas is all about uh, lifting yourself by the bootstraps and just moving forward. And that that was super dope to see, especially during COVID. I mean, I I myself have a day job, and I I was lucky to be considered essential. Although yeah. I don't know how lucky that is, right? I don't know. They just <laughs> sent me to work from home, and I lucky. I actually, whenever. Uh... They started lifting the restrictions and uh, they tried to get us to go back to the office. I quit my job and got, I got a work from home job. <laughs> um, yeah. 
but no, nah, man. I mean, like, uh, it, it it definitely was a crazy thing to live through, but mm-hmm. yeah, people were still coming out to shows and stuff. Um, but I did feel bad because we weren't supposed to be doing that. Yeah. We were doing everything we were supposed to be doing. We were like fitting people into a tight room. Nobody was wearing masks. It was right. it was dumb, but. Uh, <laughs> I felt like I was healthy enough to where I was like, if I get it, I'll be fine. But mm. I was, see, that's the thing that I don't know if comics will admit it or not, but we're selfish, man. We, that's why <laughs> we go on stage and talk so much because we're selfish, man. Uh-huh. I was only thinking about myself. I wasn't thinking about who I was putting at risk or none of that. And I lived alone. So mm-hmm. for me, I was like, hey, if you're, if you want to risk it coming out to a show and, you know, everybody knew the risks. Mm-hmm. That was on us, <laughs> but yeah. that is something about Texas. It's like, hey, you know the risk. Oh. Go if you yeah. dare. <laughs> Go if you dare, right? <laughs> Tread your own water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that that's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I remember, dude. I, I I worked as a mechanic during COVID, yeah. and I was like, all right, man. Like, um, you know, I started hearing all my friends were like, oh yeah, I'm getting like all this uh, unemployment money and this and that. I was like, damn, dude, I got to work <laughs> while y'all oh, yeah. at home. <laughs> well, I think a lot of comics benefited from that. Um, a lot of comics, including myself, learned how to make content because we didn't have anything else to do. You had to do yeah. something. Uh, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people started podcasts. A lot of people started doing more stuff like uh, TikTok specifically. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. TikTok blew up. Nobody had anything yeah. to do. Yeah. Everybody was going live. You remember everybody who was going live on Instagram? Yeah. yeah. I never did a Zoom comedy show, but I did a, a couple of live Instagram comedy shows. They were terrible. Oh, dude, how <laughs> is that? Because you, you get no feedback. Yeah. <laughs> right? I've heard a couple of comics. It, it's been more comics say that they hated it than the ones that say mm-hmm. that they liked it. But mm-hmm. I, I have met a few that, that like the uh, virtual comedy shows. I, I, it's not for me. I don't. That's crazy because I I know like a lot of a lot of the ways you tell that your jokes hitting is by hearing people laugh or yeah you know you get some sort of instant feedback and through a camera like that must have been weird sitting in the room just telling your jokes oh, and hoping they're they're hitting. Like <laughs> there was one. Uh, luckily, I never saw the light of day. Somebody messaged me to record myself doing stand up in my living room, like a one minute video, submit it, and they were gonna put this thing together and blah blah blah. I did it, sent it, never heard back from him. Must have been pretty bad. But I hated doing it. I I, I reshot it a bunch of times and mm-hmm. I was like, this sucks. Uh, this isn't even good. <laughs> I don't even know if they ever actually did anything with all the video submissions they got, but yeah. whatever. No, I, I, I want people right there giving me instant feedback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well- is that the most gratifying thing about doing comedy? Is getting oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's, like, man, I, it's addicting, I, man. Yeah, I try to dabble. I I ask this because I try to dabble in comedy, right? I I still every now and then I'll write jokes and kind of like go over them to myself, but I I rarely do open mics because the first time I did an open mic, I didn't get a single laugh. Oh, like, that this sucks. Might not be for me. <laughs> <laughs> that does hurt. Uh, whenever I host shows, something I always start off the show with is a. Uh, if you hate a joke or you're offended by something that a comic says, just don't laugh. That's going to hurt more than anything you can yell out. 
Dude, that's it's, the, worst uh, the silence. The silence hurts more than anything. I, I think the worst thing I ever experienced doing open mics was I could hear someone pouring a drink. A oh. bartender. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I, maybe I should reconsider this. <laughs> man, believe it or not, there's been a couple of shows that there was an actual cricket in the room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's more. It happens more often than you think because we're in Texas. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. just crickets everywhere. Got those crickets, in especially the in, in Houston and Austin, there, there's crickets all over the damn place. Yeah, so and they being, find their way in there. <laughs> yeah, I bet, man. They like that that damp, the mm-hmm. dampness of the, the rooms and stuff. No, but yeah, that was the worst thing ever. Like that's why I asked, like, what's that feeling to get a laugh? Because I didn't get the laugh the day I tried it. <laughs> the couple times I tried it, but I oh, mean, cool. comedy is something different, man. Like to to do what you're doing, it it takes such a skill set because so many so many people, including myself, you know, we get told, "Oh, you're funny, you're funny, you should go try to do this yeah. on stage." But doing it on stage is completely different. Oh, I need a pause for the camera. Give me one second. I'll just disconnect it real quick. Okay, we're good now. Oh, um, well, yeah. I mean, that's really why I started to do stand up uh, because. I used to watch so much of it that I was, I didn't know I was doing stand up at house parties. I was just, I thought I was just telling crazy stories from like stuff that I did with my, with my old friends to all these white people I was hanging out with. (laughs) And then this guy, he was like, Hey man, you should do stand up." And I was like, what are you talking about? Right. And then, uh, he's like, all you gotta do is, uh, say the same story you just said in front, at this party on stage uh-huh. and uh and and it'll get laughs like you're getting laughs in my living room you can do this on a stage you know it's just uh i didn't i didn't listen to him i thought he was nuts <laughs> but five years later uh somebody put a show together that was like all first timers and i signed up for that mm-hmm. after the first laugh i felt like no nerves mm-hmm just kept doing my set and never look, man, like it's just, I mean, there's been a bunch of times that I've thought about not doing comedy, like quitting because oh. there's a lot of frustrating parts to making it or whatever, but you got to remind yourself why you even started because you like making people laugh. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But it's so easy to get caught up in all the other stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, especially when somebody gets things that you think you should be getting yeah you can't help but be competitive and compare yourself Mm -hmm. but it'll drive you nuts if you let it get you get the best of you because you really have to remember why do you go why did you go to those shitty open mics why did you go perform in front of empty chairs because you like this you like entertaining people it's Mm -hmm. not about you know all the other stuff yeah, but at the same right. time, it is about all that other stuff. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you because, want to make it. Everyone wants to make it. Yeah. At that point, right? There comes, I mean, after doing comedy for a few years, you get peaks into what it could be, what it could turn mm-hmm. into. And you're just like, I want that so bad. Like, it's right there. But you talk to people that do have that stuff, and it's like, man, I hate this shit. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I. That's the goal. That's the goal. Right. 
to build a fan base to to get people to come to shows and stuff like that. Hell yeah! Do you do you ha- ever have a show that uh, you think back on and you're like, damn, that was like my favorite show to do? Oh yeah, uh, yeah, man. There's been a bunch of like, it's it's weird. Big shows are 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 great. Making hundreds of people, I've never done that thousands of people, but making hundreds of people laugh at the same time. Uh, I tell a lot of stories. So for me, whenever I pause and it's just dead silent and there's over a hundred people in there, I was like, I know I have control of this room and they're waiting for the next thing I have to say. That's great. But also I've done shows. It's like 10 people in a basement. It's dark. It's very intimate. Those shows are, it's the two opposite ends uh-huh. that I are was the best. With you forever, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> both of those, both of those ends are, are are really really good because, and on one end you're getting them right there with you. You feel like mm-hmm. also it's so intimate, but then on the other end when it's big big shows, it's like man, this is the best. You feel like you're the best comic in the world, and anybody that tells you different is lying to themselves. Yeah. When you're up there and you're getting those laughs, you're like, oh, I can do this for real. Yeah, yeah I bet. I, yeah. I, I bet. Like, I, I bet that's such a driving force, especially on a, like, I, I completely understand what you're saying because, like, I'm, I'm a fan of comedy, right? Like, I'm yeah. a huge fan of comedy. I love going to the hole in the wall shows. I love going to the big shows. But, like, me personally, my favorite shows are always the smaller shows. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I love, like, the, I mean, the, the biggest show. The the big shows that I like to see, they're usually at the improv, which is still a small crowd. Yeah. And I don't know why. I just I love that feeling of being like right there and you know, yeah, you know, seeing the comic do his thing and just like the way he moves and you can really see everything he's doing. And I, I've always been a fan of those like small intimate shows. Um, which is why the secret group's like one of my favorite places to go watch a show is because it's so small, especially yeah. in the box. I mean, you're sweating in there in the middle of summer trying to survive the heat, but I love that intimacy because you, you really get to see like the comic just do his thing and the way you guys think while you're on stage is it's so impressive to me. Well, the box uh, at the secret group in Houston, right, right, uh, right by the Astros ballpark. If anybody mm-hmm. doesn't know, <laughs> that's one of my favorite places to go because that's that's like my home club, like that's mm-hmm. where I have performed at the most. And when I'm there, I feel comfortable. I go up in the – when I do a weekend show in the box, I know I'm going to have a good set, which sounds arrogant, but I just know I'm going to have a good set no matter what, and I do mm-hmm. feel more comfortable. And the audience can tell that you feel comfortable, and you mess around a little bit. You try new stuff in the middle of your mm-hmm. old stuff. It's so much – I'm having fun. And because yeah. I'm having fun, the crowd has fun too. And there's another place in San Antonio called the Blind Tiger. It's 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 uh it's downstairs from a uh like a like a theme a child's theme restaurant. Like you walk in there, it's a restaurant. You you'll see you'll see Woody from Toy Story and Cinderella from Disney, <laughs> and like, a Captain Jack, and you're like, what? But then you go downstairs and there's a comedy room down. There. And it's one of the best. It's one of my favorite places to do comedy, man, because it's it's grand. You're in there. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, I, I, it's a I fun spot. That, I, I love those kind of spots. How's the, the Creek in the Crave? Because I, I saw that you host a show there on Tuesdays. Right? Oh, Creek in the Cave is a, it's a pretty big room, a pretty mm-hmm. decent sized room. Um, 
it's uh when it's packed out it's awesome but there's a lot of nights that it's not packed out that mm-hmm. the room is so big it just feels empty it when feels it's empty. not even empty mm-hmm. but uh that 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 is the downside of a, of a of a big room but the plus side is on the weekends it does fill out hundreds of people go yeah. there oh, shit. yeah yeah that's pretty cool yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of big comics have filmed their specials there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you saw Shane Gillis' special. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He did that at Creek in the Cave. Yeah. yeah, one of the best <laughs> specials I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, some nights we have almost 100 people show up. Last night we had two people show up. That happens, man. <laughs> but That's uh, comedy, right? it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I find that so so crazy about comedy because like I've been to shows as well like in LA and um like you go in and dude's killing it but there's like five people in there yeah and you're just like man like when this guy when the right person sees him like you know they're just gonna pop off I mean that that's like with Ralph Barbosa right the yeah. right people saw him and he became like the next big thing which is awesome it's awesome to see a Texas dude you know make it well, up like that. In my well, opinion, I, Ralph was different. Uh, I still remember the first time I did a show with him. I, he he just he got it. Yeah, you could tell immediately he he got it. Like yeah. he's funny, but he has something else to him. And yeah. I can't. I'll never be able to describe it to you. But he has whatever it is. He has it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's other comics that I've seen that that have it. Um, but. Uh, that something about doing comedy now is like, I mean, I, I think it's been the case always. Like being funny is not enough. No, you got you got you to gotta have, have that little something extra. And I, I don't know what that extra. Yeah, if I knew what it was, <laughs> but, but I mean, you're you're on your way up there. I mean, when I when I like I said, I, I'm a big fan of comedy, and especially here in the local scene. Like I, I watch as many shows as I can. Yeah, I've seen you several times, and like. When I see you take that stage, like I, I can see that you got it. Like you're, you're there, um, and I mean, I'm sure this move to, to Austin is gonna open a whole bunch of new opportunities for you, and like you're, you're gonna see a whole new world. You just, you know, gotta keep that grind going. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, in Houston, I feel so comfortable, man. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's where I started. I just feel like this is my, this is where I'm, this is me, right? Yeah. But uh, out here, I feel like a new comic, yeah. which I didn't think that was going to happen to me. Uh, cause I was being a little arrogant. But yeah, I, I, I now when I go up, feeling like I'm starting all over again, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, that, that happens to a lot, but a lot of comics when you move to a different city. But the trick is to not show it. <laughs> It's adapt. You know? uh, I mean, honestly, it's to adapt and integrate, right? Because, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the references that kick, hit here in Houston, they're not going to always hit in, in Austin, because especially because Austin's so different than Houston. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it's crazy Big that time. it's within the same state, but they're completely different. But, I mean, I'm sure, give it a couple months, dude, you're going to feel it out and start, you know, really doing your thing out there, just like you did it here. I mean... The, the the best thing about comedy is that there's always going to be someone that's going to like your joke. There's always going to be like someone that's going to follow you because I mean, everyone lives a different path, a different walk of life. But with that yeah. being said, like we all have similar backgrounds, right? Like er, there's someone that has walked the same walk you have, or is very similar to it. 
and then you tell a joke and you're just like fuck man that i can relate to that like i was listening to one of the jokes you you uh you had on your instagram where you were talking about like hanging out with a bunch of white dudes and uh some white guy came up to you rubbing his belly oh yeah, like, yeah you know yeah. he's a racist shit yeah, and, like, yeah. when i heard that people I, love I was, that joke man i was dying dude because like i i grew up here in houston working on tractors right so like I, I had that personal experience myself where I was integrating myself in a business that was ran completely by white people. Yeah. So I got to hear it all, man. I, I got to hear all the racist jokes, all the crazy shit they do. But when you said that, it just it, it killed me. Especially when you went down to, you know, give me another natty light, let me Oh <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean dealing especially in Texas, dealing with the uh, racism is so common. Mm-hmm. It's something that so many people have to deal with. That's why I like. I'll, I'll bring it up. I don't. Yeah. I don't care, man. I'll, I'll bring it up, and I bring it up from my point of view because this is what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some people say, you know, that, that when I started, I, I didn't know how to deliver the jokes mm-hmm. how I do them now. I was yeah. just kind of complaining about racism. And racism, at some points, I was just sounding racist. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it takes a long time to be able to tell a bit that has to do with racism because you have to be able to make it funny. Because mm-hmm. uh, if it's not, you just sound like an like an asshole. Like an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I like that. That's one of the first jokes I ever wrote. And I still say it sometimes. I, I love telling that joke. Mm-hmm. Uh, people, people like it because yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's growing up in the South is something you have to learn how to deal with. Uh, yeah. I feel like it's getting a lot better as the older I get, like, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still not gone. It's still oh, there. No. I yeah. drive, a, I man, I drive a lot. Most of the gigs that I go to, I drive, I drive. And I'll stop in some small town and go to a diner or go to pump gas in some shitty town. And I'm just, you know, getting looks because they don't, I mean, they're used to Mexicans being around, but, uh, like I, I, I did think that Mexicans and I am not, I'm not saying Mexicans instead of Latinos because I can't speak Mm -hmm. for all Latinos. I'm going to speak about what I know. I know what it's like to be Mexican here. Um, I do a lot of shows with, with, with my boy, Jeff Joe. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, we had like the same kind of struggles, you know, dealing with racism. Nah, bro. It's so much worse for a black man. Yeah. They, they, man, they would treat him. They would treat me better than, than, or not even treat me better, but I wouldn't get the types of looks he would get. Mm-hmm. And it was just because he's black at some random ass gas station in some town off of I-10. <laughs> that doesn't matter, you know. That we should, we didn't need to stop to, but but you still did. Part of me is just like we live in America. We should be able to stop wherever we want, which is kind of dumb. Uh, but whatever. I, I've, I've tried that a few times. I, um, well, one of the funniest uh, things that has ever happened to me is um, one night I went to this bar with my friend who was like the original co-host of this podcast. Yeah, uh, his name's Daniel as well. Like I'm Daniel, he's Daniel. That's why it's called the Weekly D. Oh, okay. I and, did want to ask but, you why you named that. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was the white Daniel, and I was the brown Daniel, the Hispanic Daniel. And uh, one day we went to this bar, and we met some some biker dude, right? And 
Like, we're just cracking jokes with them, having a good time, drinking beers, buying them shots. He's like, man, y'all need to go back with me and let's go party. Let's go really party. With the biker. Like, with the biker. And we're yeah, like, y'all, oh, are making, y'all are making I mean, smart decisions. I mean, we're 21. <laughs> it was in Conroe. We're like, all right, fuck it. You know, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, <where to> go? <laughs> we go to this party, bro. Bro, not and in it, Conroe, man. It's at an ice house, right? Like, this yeah. is where the red flag started. I was like, okay, I know we're at exactly ice house. where you were. I grew up in the Conroe area. You were <laughs> off of 1488. Yep. Right, yep. right, right when you. When you're leaving the woodlands, right before you get into Conroe, that's yep. where you were. I know. I did a comedy yep. show there once. Bro, I walked in there. I was the only person of color. And I was scared for my life. But I was like, all right, the only thing I can do is make a couple of these dudes laugh, hopefully. And yeah. hopefully I'll walk out of here okay. But, I mean, it, it was a great time. We partied with them, a bunch of bikers. There was a fight after that. We did before that. Of course there was. But, it was it was like one of the funniest things that had ever happened to me because like as soon as I walked in everyone looked at me and I was like oh shit like I stood behind my friend I was like you, you walk first <laughs> man I don't remember who booked that show there I, there's only one biker bar up there and I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that's the one you were at the one that mm-hmm. I did a show uh, I don't remember who booked that show but I just remember when I walked in there I was so mad at them <laughs> show went up did my thing. I thought I had a bad set. Uh-huh. Uh, I go to the restroom after the show. Some dude comes up. He was like, hey, man, you were funny. I was like, man, I thought I was dying up there. He's like, man, it, he's like, ain't nobody going to laugh at nothing here. Like, you got, you're going to get some chuckles. <laughs> but that's <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I was so scared that night, dude. I, I literally grabbed my friend. I was like, dude, you walk in first. I'm not, I'm not about to get my ass kicked for no reason. Man, I just remember something uh, I wanted to tell you whenever you were saying about not getting a laugh. So this happened to me at the Houston Improv. Every I had the whole crowd going except for one guy, and he was sitting in the front. Front row, he sat the whole show with his arms crossed, just straight face looking at me. And I was just like, man, I just want to make this one guy. That's, that's, that's the crazy thing about when you get comfortable on stage, you stop mm-hmm. – uh, you're no longer like blinded by the lights or like intimidated by the crowd or whatever. You start focusing on little things, right? And I could not stop looking at this dude not laughing. I wanted to make him laugh so bad. I just wanted to get a grin out of him at one point. Nothing. Mm -hmm. He gave me nothing. Go to the restroom at at some point after my set and uh, he happened to be in there. And uh, uh, he goes, hey, man, you did great up there. And I recognized him. And I was watching. We were both washing our hands. And I was like, bro, you didn't laugh once. You're sitting in the front row. I I watched you not laugh. And he goes, oh, yeah, I don't laugh. (laughs) I was like, what? How do you go to a comedy show? I don't know. Why would you sit in the front row and not laugh at anything, man? But he was like, no, nah, that was really good. I was like, okay. It's Wild, funny. man. <laughs> Wild. One of I the weirdest so- experiences I've had. I've had a lot of weird experiences, but that one was, yeah. was pretty weird, especially because it happened in the restroom. That's pretty funny, though. Man, one like time. Sometimes people go just to fuck with, with comics, though. Yeah, like, but it do- sucks when they do that, man. I, I, yeah. That does suck because other people go to watch comedy, and then yeah. some somebody goes and they're like, oh, "I'm gonna mess with the comedian. I'm gonna help the show." You're not. 
You're not yeah. helping the show. You're not helping anything. You're just being an asshole and you ruin mm-hmm. everybody else's night. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I just remember something else. One of the wildest things that ever happened to me. Uh, this was at, at the Houston Improv. Uh, after the show, I was outside and uh, some girl was like, hey, can I take a picture with you? And I was like, yeah, cool, whatever. You know, that feels that feels cool. Like, it doesn't happen that often. So I was like, yeah. And then uh, we're taking the picture and she whispers, she goes, uh, I want to have your baby. And I was just like, whoa, all right. It's been some, it's been some wild things said to me yeah. after shows. <laughs> so, like, in all honesty, um, what inspired you to do comedy? Like, how, how did that happen? Man, uh, really just uh, watching it. I, I watched so mm-hmm. much stand-up. Um, I, I, that instead of watching like reality TV or anything like that, man, I would always just watch stand up. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I, I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I was telling these stories at House Bar. I used to tell this story about a, a drive by that I happened to be around in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, some of my. I mean, like some people that I used to run with were, you know, slanging, mm-hmm. you know, I, I would tell stories about that, just crazy things that happened. And then, uh, yeah, a friend of mine put the idea in my head and it just stayed in my head. It, it took mm-hmm. me five years to finally get on stage and try it. But um, the first time I signed up to do a show, that's the thing. That's, I worked harder on that set. Than anything uh-huh. else, I ever, because like I went to college and stuff, I learned how to write and this and that. I edited this thing like if it was a term paper, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like I I wrote out my set and then I rewrote it, rewrote it, cut uh-huh. out stuff, edited it. Man, I was obsessed and uh-huh. uh, I was super nervous. Uh, my friend recorded my very first set ever. I didn't know he was record. I had no idea. Uh, I stopped counting how many times. Can we cuss on this? Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Good, man. I stopped counting how many times I said "fuck" after fifty. <laughs> yeah, was, it was, was that was that was my my nervous. You know, how yeah. people be like, um, or, or some people say like, like. Oh like man, I hate when people start saying like all the time. <laughs> it bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I was saying "fuck" the whole time. <laughs> Actually, after that set. Uh, there was this old old bartender, this old lady. She she ran the bar. Uh, I I went up to her and I was like, "Hey, can I get a beer?" She's like, "Yeah, this beer's on me." But as long as you stop cursing so much when you do this again, and I didn't know what she meant at the time until my friend was like, "Hey, I recorded you. Here's the video." And then I was like, watched it. I was like, "Oh my god, no wonder she told me." That. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean. I, I feel like a lot of comics were just fans of comedy, and then eventually, mm-hmm. I feel like some of the comics that I that I that I like the most never really thought like um, I want to be the best comic ever or whatever. It's just like mm-hmm. you 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 start watching comedy, you love it, and then you mm-hmm. start doing it. You get addicted to it. You start learning new stuff. You start, especially meeting other comics. You learn so much stuff, watching all this comedy, and then, uh, man, it's 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 very addicting to to yeah. get that to get those laughs. Oh, I bet, man. Yeah, I'm, 
I bet. Who who was like uh, some of your favorite comics when you were, you know, coming up and kind of trying to learn? Because I, I mean, comedy is comedy is such an interesting to, thing to me. Yeah, it's all about timing, you know, speed, reading the room. So like, who who was some of the comics that you looked up to? Bro, a lot of white comics, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite comic of all time i ain't scared to say it is burt kreischer just because i love really storytelling comic yeah and and like he's just one of my favorites uh, at this point because i love the way he tells a story so one of my favorites is tom segura so you know Tom's who he is yeah, too. I love tom. uh but when i was a kid or yeah like middle school high school i loved ron white ron white really? yeah yeah i uh i was I remember I was clicking through uh, channels and, uh, yeah, for the youngsters, that's before streaming. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of scrolling through which movie you want to pretend to watch, you would just, yeah, you would just click. Well, I I would still click through channels and I I remember it was on CMT, Country Music Television. Uh They had the Blue Collar Comedy Tour and I was like, what? They got stand-up on this country channel? I started watching it. Ron White hopped on. Uh, man, he had me crying, laughing with the tater salad yeah. story. <laughs> and then uh, I was I was still pretty young. So Larry the Cable Guy was after that. Larry I was like, was oh, great, my man. God, this is the funniest I've ever yeah. heard. Uh, but the first time I ever heard stand-up was on a CD. Really? And yeah, dude. Uh, somebody, uh, a friend of mine, I used to drive a... Uh, <laughs> So I had a car when I was like 16. I, I used to drive these two girls home after school. Mm-hmm. I thought it was cool. It wasn't. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> but uh, one of them one day was like, hey, y'all got to listen to this. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be like some some comedy music or something. I didn't know. She mm-hmm. pops it in. It's George Lopez. Uh, George. The, 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 the uh, Jack in the Box joke. Oh yeah, the Yumbo Yak. Yeah, the Yumbo Yak. The, the large cock. That 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 album. That's the first time I ever. I, that's the first time I remember hearing stand up. Uh-huh. And we were driving home, and I was like, I dropped her off, and I was like, Hey, let me borrow this. I have to hear. Yeah. It. And she's like, No, you can hear the rest of it when you drop me off tomorrow. I was like, Damn it! <laughs> she held you up. <laughs> She's like, let me secure this yeah, record real quick. Yeah, I guess anything beats right the bus. <laughs> but yeah, that's the first time I heard stand up, and that piqued my interest. Um, mm-hmm. And then, uh, what I used to watch more than anything was Comedy Central presents. Oh yeah, I had no clue I who these comics those. were. No uh-huh. idea who these comics were. But mm-hmm. uh, back then, I had like a DVR. You know, I had satellite. I wish I would have kept that DVR because there was a lot of good specials on there. Um, Do you know who Ali Sadiq is? Yes. Yeah. So I didn't know who he was, (laughs) Uh, and I I I remember I had his Comedy Central presents recorded, Mm -hmm. and I watched it a bunch of times because it had the. uh, Mm -hmm. No, uh, I'm talking about. uh, I did I did see him on that, and I watched him a bunch of times on that. But the one that I watched him over and over again. Was uh, this isn't happening? I love that show with Ari. Shafir. Yeah, yeah. Because whenever, with Ari? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when Ali Ali Sadiq went on there and did the Mexican Bacara boot story, <laughs> man, I watched that. I don't know how many times, bro. Uh-huh. I love storytelling comics. 
Yeah, me too, dude. Me and, too. Uh, I, 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 it bothered me whenever I was in Houston and, and people were like, yeah, you're a storyteller. And I was like, nah, man, I'm a, I'm a, I can tell jokes. Uh-huh. Nah, I'm a storyteller, <laughs> man. That's what I do. I tell uh-huh. stories. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just, I love when someone can tell a really good story and make it funny at the end. That's one of the things that attracted me to your comedy and why I actually, you know, saw you a couple times was because I, the, the first time I saw you, you were trying out jokes. It was a... I think it was like it wasn't speedball. It was one of those where, where it was like during the week, everyone was trying out jokes. Oh, okay. You were there. Andy Higgins was there. Um, who else? Oh, was shout there? out to Andy Huggins. His special is about to come out. It's called Early Bird really? Special. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, going to oh, be man. on uh, uh, a bunch of streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah. That's dope, dude. I, I love Andy. I, I've seen him twice there too. Never knew he was on America's Got Talent until like a oh, yeah. COVID. I was flipping through America's Got Talent. I was like, holy shit, I've seen him before. <laughs> Man, it, it, it's funny because like I, I've done shows with Andy a bunch of times. And uh, mm-hmm. it'll be a really good mix of people. It'll be because yeah. we'll both be on the flyer, right? So it'll be uh-huh. a bunch of old white people and it'll be a bunch of Mexicans in there too. Nice. Oh, man. Nice, because I'll go up, I'll do my thing, and I'll do good, right? Uh-huh. Andy will go up there. And all he does, I, I tell a bunch of stories, and then he goes up there and he does a bunch of one-liners. And man, he yeah. just had everybody dying laughing. Yeah, dude, they, it, it's has, awesome. He has like the best timing that yeah. I've seen for one-liners, and he oh, always yeah. throws you something that you just don't expect, which is what exactly, I love about yeah. comedy. Yeah, and but that 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 uh that thing that you don't expect is also going to be really funny. Yeah, because that is something that I've noticed lately uh, at open mics, specifically with new comics. They try to do a joke with something that you don't expect, but it's usually just the most fucked up thing they can think about. It's not yeah. really uh, something funny. It's just something that's just like, what the? Is, fuck? is, is that or dick jokes? That yeah, happens a lot when you're a young yeah, comic. Yeah. A lot of dick yeah. jokes. <laughs> but I mean, I, I think back to my first year, and I thought I was hot shit. You know. Mm. I thought I was ready to be the next big thing, and uh, I listened because mm-hmm. I record. You, you, you need to. Rec- if if any comics are listening that are just starting out, you got to record all of your sets. I go I back so. and I listen to those sets from when I first started. I'm like, God, this is hot garbage, <laughs> and I thought I was so good at comedy. Mm-hmm. Now I'm like, I'm I'm getting good now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yeah, when you start, you, it, it's crazy how arrogant you can be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta be a little, a bit little bit, a yeah. Comic. Like you yeah, gotta, you gotta bit. have that. Like I'm the funniest motherfucker in this room. Because not, because you not are gonna, gonna go on stage and try to make strangers laugh. Yeah, you gotta believe in yourself. You gotta yeah. have. Like I always tell my wife, I have stupid blind confidence in myself. I will try anything and believe that I'm gonna do it, even though. Like most likely, I won't be able to do it. I, I tell myself, "You're gonna fucking do this, and you're gonna make it happen." You, nice. you gotta have a little bit of blind confidence and arrogance. If not, it just how are you gonna? How do you expect to make your make people laugh if you don't believe in your own story or your own jokes? Right. Yeah. 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 It does make it. I have seen, but some some comics do make the awkward thing work. But most of the time, Bro, it just confuses I, okay. the crap out of people. <laughs> I I don't know. I don't know this comic's name. There's a guy that. Every time I've been to the secret group, he's gone. And I feel like at this point, he intentionally bombs. 
I can't oh, wow. remember his name. He's a young comic, but he literally like every time I see him, he's he's bombing, but he bombs to the point where like people start laughing because it's so oh, fucking bad. I couldn't handle that, man. <laughs> like, I couldn't I think, handle that. I, I think it's his thing by this point because like every time I see him, he does it. He starts off with like the most fucked up jokes he could possibly think of. And slowly he like starts easing up and starts getting laughs towards the end. But it's always like, it's like, that's his recipe at this point, you know? That's pretty wild. But that's rough. I don't know why I did this, but uh, I was at a show in Katy and it was a room full of like, it was like old couples. Everybody in there was over 50 for sure. And they were all on date night. My dumb ass, for some reason, I just, I don't know. I was feeling a little arrogant, a little cocky. I was like, I'm going to start off with an abortion joke. They hated it. They hated it. And uh, I knew they were going to hate it, and I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I had to dig myself out of a hole. And that is something that comics will do. Yeah. You'll just, you'll put yourself in a hole just to see if you can get yourself out of it, which is really kind of insane to do isn't that when you come up with like some really good shit like when you're in that zone because you're like well that goes back to what i was saying you have this is why you have to record every single set Uh because sometimes you do come up with a new couple of words or a line or something Mm -hmm. on the spot and uh you'll forget it if you if you don't go back and listen to that recording but uh i mean that's a huge advantage that we have now it's so easy, especially on an iPhone. There's that yeah, app. Phone on the stool. <laughs> yeah, there's their app already in your phone to record everything. And I still forget to record my sets. Do you? <laughs> yeah, man, I forget all the time. I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll, put... I'll go up and I'll do a, a bunch of jokes I've never done before mm-hmm. or just start coming up with stuff on the fly. And I'll, go, I'll pick up my phone and I'm like, I didn't hit record. You know what? That's not that bad. I, I, I've been doing a podcast for five years. And at least once a year, I forget to hit record on one. Man, I hope you didn't do it this time. <laughs> no, I'm sure. <laughs> See, this is why we got the software. It doesn't count down to everything. So okay, nice. <laughs> nice. Because I've done a couple of podcasts where we do a whole hour plus. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, I forgot to hit record. No, I, I do it at least once a year. Like it, it's, all, it's always one time where I get everything set. That, that's why I was like, man, I got to get rid of Zoom because Zoom automatically starts recording. So I would trust it, right? Yeah. And I look down and fuck, I I just missed a whole hour with someone. (laughs) (laughs) And then at that point, I'm like, should I tell them that I need to redo it? (laughs) Yeah. Or do I just like, you know, ignore it and try to get them back on another time? (laughs) Man. Man, uh, how long have you been doing this podcast? Uh, About five years. Oh, wow. Five years on and off, yeah. Yeah, so nice. we've, been, we've been doing it for a minute, you know. <clears throat> like I said, a lot a lot of times we we we've uh, tried to build a community with um, not just our friends, but like people we meet or like different artists that that we you know we get in contact. Um, you're actually the the second comedian on here, but really the first because the the first guy he he hasn't been doing comedy for a while. No, oh, <laughs> that happens so, a lot. Yeah, that so, happens a lot. I can't tell so, you how many times I've driven home after a bad show, and I'm like, "Why am I even trying to do this? Bro, this it, sucks." But I mean, it's fun, right? Like you have fun. No, yeah, there is a lot. There's there's been a yeah. lot more fun nights, but those bad nights do 
make yeah. you want to quit. Oh, but it's the easy. same for any entertainer. I mean, there's musicians that have those nights. Uh, yeah. Comedians, uh, actors. I, I got to tell you, that, that night that we met you at Honeysuckle. Yeah. I had way too many of the gummies, bro. Like, Hey, way man, too many shout out to that festival, dude, because they yeah. had some good gummies out there. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Check it out. They, they hooked us up for the show. Yeah, man. They, <laughs> hey, shout out to yeah. Honeysuckle, yeah. man. They had some good friends, ones. <laughs> hell yeah, dude. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to hit up Carlos. That way we can send you some more stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, man. That, that. Hell yeah. But anyways, like that day, I, I was so excited because I it, like I was like, "Fuck yeah, it's 4:20. I haven't celebrated 4:20 in a while." You know, he gave me the goodie bag as soon as I got there. Uh, my dumb ass just started eating the candy like it was nothing, dude. Man, um, dude, it took after, me like two months to finish those. <laughs> bro, after all y'all performed, uh, I was talking to Trey, and I was still feeling okay, right? Like it, yeah. it hadn't hit me yet. As soon as Trey was like, yeah, dude, let's step over here and, you know, let's do a quick podcast. As soon as we're about to start, that shit slapped me in the fucking face. <laughs> and every question I had for Trey went out the window. He ripped me the biggest asshole ever. Oh, like he just chopped, I, I have it on recording. I cut it into a clip. It was for two minutes straight. He just tore me up, dude. Yeah. I was like, fuck, man. Like, I really fucked that one up because I, I was gone. I, I greened out that night. I was, I was at fucking Twin Peaks. We went to Twin Peaks after the eat. And like, after that? So, yeah. And I was so high, dude. Like, I got paranoid. I got like yeah. really fucking paranoid. And it was hitting me in waves. Like, I, I'd, <laughs> I'd come up and I'd come down. So I couldn't even eat, dude. I got so paranoid. I started walking around Twin Peaks and they kicked me out because they got nervous that. Because I was just like walking around like a dumbass. Wow, bro. <laughs> wow. It was That's so wild. Rough, that is wild. But oh, yeah, man. So... I love Trey Tutson, man. Uh, he came out with an album earlier this uh-huh. year. Uh, yeah. yeah, he got, man. I love Trey Tutson, man. He, he's hilarious. One of my favorite comics to watch. Yeah, That's why really I went the night that I met you. I wasn't on that show. I know, I know, because uh, um, so we helped Carlos get in contact with my friend Blake, who uh, he he helps on the podcast here and there. Um, you might have seen him. He performs at the box every now and then. Okay. Um, but so he was like our liaison to help Carlos find comedians. So we kind of help you know connect them to him, so he can connect y'all to to Carlos. And I remember. Abby was running late or something. Yeah, and uh, we're and that's when Trey called you, right? No, no, no. I, I, I went. I oh, went because okay. uh, I saw that uh, Trey was hosting. Mm-hmm. He had a uh, test for gold, very funny comic, and from yes. Houston, Abby Volman, very funny comic from Houston. And I, I don't remember if somebody else was on the show or not, but mm-hmm. I was like, well, th- these are my friends, right? Yeah. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything. I want to go see what's up with this 420 thing. Mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be a little, like, uh, not a festival. festival. What was your, like, pop-up thing? Yeah, it was like a small pop-up festival. Yeah, and I was like, if anything, I'll get some stuff for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I really just went to watch them. Uh-huh. And, but then, yeah, when Abby was running late, uh, Trey was like, man, you want to do five minutes till she gets here? And I was like, sure. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, it, it was fun. It was a fun show. Yeah, you killed but, it. Uh, <laughs> It does suck doing comedy outside. Doing comedy outdoors is not ideal. <laughs> yeah, and and see, like when we all talked about it, we initially thought it was gonna be indoors. Yeah, <laughs> and 
And then, you know, they decided to do it outdoors because they were expecting a lot of people. Yeah. Which, I mean, throughout the day, there was a lot of people. Like, when 420 kicked off, like, there was, there was a shitload of people. He, he was showing me videos of it. It was packed. So, I mean, in a way, he made a good call. But for the comedy part, with that train going by, it wasn't the best experience. It, yeah. it made it really rough. Like, but I it felt happens. bad after that. Yeah, but, like, I felt bad, right? Because, like, we, we kind of helped book you guys. And I know Blake sold it up to the train and everybody. Like I said, we weren't expecting it to be outdoors that day. We were expecting well, indoors. Well, after that goodie bag that they gave us, nobody was tripping. <laughs> no one was mad. Nah, nobody was mad, bro. That yeah. yeah. You know what we did after that? We went and watched uh, the Super Mario movie. Oh, that's a great movie when you're high. Bro, <laughs> I laughed so much at this stupid movie. <laughs> I, I actually, I'm never going to watch it again because I have a good memory of it. <laughs> I just didn't remember enjoying this dumbass movie because I've heard other people be like, man, that movie was stupid. It sucked. And I was like, man, I couldn't stop laughing. That was a great movie. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 but man, getting kicked out of Twin Peaks. Yeah, dude, they got they got worried. You know, it, you know what? It happens more often than you think. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you, know, you know, you know, the crazy part is that's like the third bar I get kicked out for something stupid in Houston. Not so, even being too drunk, just something else. Not even being, <laughs> no, just random shit. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yeah, Damn, you gotta you gotta take it easy, man. Damn. <laughs> it just happens, man. But yeah, you shout out to Honeysuckle, man. I threw a great. No, yeah, that was show. awesome. That was awesome. Yeah. And now they're getting their own place soon, so... Uh, oh, really? That place is pretty year. cool, though. Yeah, they yeah. Yeah, the little farmer's market. Yeah. yeah. It was really That's cool. That's what I was uh, trying to say, a farmer's market. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, apparently they're getting their own spot, so hopefully next year they can run it back. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, <laughs> maybe, man. Maybe have it all indoors. That was fun. That was a good time. Yeah, man. Yeah, but yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm going to have to get with you. That way I, I can get Carlos... To hook me up to send you some more honeysuckle stuff up there. Oh yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> Hell yeah, we'll do that after the show. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, no, but yeah. So I bombed that. So believe me, I, I know what it feels like to to fuck shit up or bomb something <laughs> really bad. I was so embarrassed, dude. Like my friends that were with me, they they're like, "What what happened? <laughs> you had it all perfect." Like I literally planned all my questions, everything. Like yeah. I had it to the T. Like I had it all nice and tight. It was going to be a quick 15-minute interview, and it just, boom, everything out the window. Hey, it'll <laughs> happen. It'll happen with some good gummies. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. That, that's only half of them on that podcast, right? I eat half in the beginning and half after as we were <laughs> But shout out to Trey, man. He's he's the best. I I, I love Trey. Yeah, huge shout out to, to everybody that went out there, you know? Shout out to you, too, for going out there and hopping on, not, not even expecting to hop on that night. <laughs> yeah. No, I that mean, was you, cool. You I do, I do love showing up somewhere and then they'll be like, "Hey, you want to go on?" That shit feels cool. Oh, I bet, man. That that is that like when you know you're you're doing something right when when people are like, "Hey, you know, come over here, hop on stage real quick." Yeah, but that yeah. only happens to me in Houston. Uh, it doesn't happen to me anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, man. Don't but, say it uh... like that. Don't be all depressed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I ain't trying to sound like I'm bragging either. You know. I know, oh, I know my place. <laughs> you're a funny ass dude, man. You're you're gonna get there, for sure. I I have no doubt about it. Like like I said, I I've seen you. I I've seen you perform. I I've seen you do your thing. I know you got it. I know you're gonna do it. I know I know Austin's a scary place because it's a whole new world, right? 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of opportunities out here. There's a lot of cool stuff happening out here. Yeah, uh, especially with all the com. Oh, I mean, yeah. the comedy scene in Austin's blowing up, isn't it? Yeah, like, there's a uh, there's like five or six clubs just on in downtown that are all like within a mile or two of each other. Yeah, you can walk to each club and do so many spots in one night. But I mean, you gotta earn it, you know. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, once you get in there, I mean, you doing comedy on the weekends all night. Oh yeah, it's so, it's just the goal, man. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I'm sure of it, man. I'm I'm sure that's what took you there, right? All the opportunities there. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. You, you just, just gotta, gotta work for it. it. Yeah, watch, man. Give it, give, give it, give it to the next year. You're gonna be on Kill Tony. <laughs> oh man, no, that show's crazy, man. Kill Tony has done some crazy things these past couple of years. <clears throat> but um, okay, so. You said you grew up in a really small town in Houston. Yeah. Um, what was one of the craziest experiences you had? Because, I mean, small towns in Houston, out, right outside of Houston, I know all sorts of crazy shit happens. Yeah. You know, everyone's it, – it, Houston's the craziest fucking town I've, I've ever lived in. I mean, you can be gangbanging on one block and riding a horse <laughs> on the next block. Well, like the town I grew up in, it's called Willis, Texas. It's an hour north of Houston, so it's really not even in Houston. But yeah. – when I say I'm from Willis, nobody knows what I'm talking about. So I always just say I'm from Houston. Um, one of the craziest things that happened in that town, I mean, I, other than that, I mean, I, I probably shouldn't talk about this drive-by, but I mean, that was pretty wild. Uh, it was a legend. A legend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was a couple of shootouts that I was in, like, around. Yeah. That's what I'll, That's the way I'll put it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty crazy for a for a small town. Uh but uh what else happened in that damn a lot of a lot of big fires that almost got out of control. Uh, <laughs> there's something about small towns, you're gonna burn shit. Yeah. yeah. When you're bored on a on a Friday, Saturday, somebody just like, hey, I'm having a bonfire and then next thing you know the shit thing. gets out of hand. Yeah, <laughs> shit gets out of hand fast. Uh one time uh we were ran we we ran out of shit to to burn, so uh-huh. this fool grabbed a track tractor tire that was just oh, laying shit. around and threw it in there and it blew up and yeah mm-hmm. we all got pretty lucky that nobody got hurt. Um, yeah, definitely seen a lot of injuries in Willis from people yeah. jumping off of stuff. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, people jumped off of stuff a lot, roofs, ridges. <laughs> It's a lot of uh, hold my beer situations, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a whole lot of hold my beer situations. Um, a lot of shooting guns. Man, there was this. Uh, we were out shooting guns at my buddy's property, and uh, we had my buddy had this scope on his rifle, and it didn't have any kind of protect like cushion on it, right? Uh-huh. So we were telling this dude, "Hey, don't put that scope on your eye. Like, leave some space because when it kicks back, it's gonna hit. It's gonna uh-huh. hit you in the face." And he's like, "I got it." And then uh, next thing you know, he just got this perfect circle cut around. And then he had the perfect black eye for yep. for a couple of weeks because his dumbass didn't listen. And he tried to look. He put the scope right on his eye. It's it's just it's weird. Uh, but yeah, man, it's weird uh, growing up in a small town, like especially that close to a major city. Like you still kind of want to gangbang a little bit, but you start saying, liking man. country shit. That's Which is saying. weird. 
Like this is the weirdest fucking place in the world. Because I remember I we would be rolling up to to these country bars, you know. Uh-huh. And uh, I love to dance. Like now, I just dance Mexican music. I go to violas and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But for a while, I was going to these country ass bars and two stepping. But the oh, whole yeah. ride up there, we were jamming SPM and shit like oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a zero SPM, Swisher right? House, chopped and screw music. <laughs> And we go up in there, and it's nothing but country music and shit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what yeah, I'm saying. Houston's the only fucking place in the world where yeah. you can have a gangbanger on a horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was in a house. I was at a house party in Houston at three in the morning. Some dude showed up on a white horse out of nowhere. He wasn't. He wasn't invited to the party. He just. He just. He just up, was right? like, yeah, just some old dude on a horse. And then all the girls were like, oh, my God, can I blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, this dude knew exactly what he was doing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, no, man, but yeah, man, it, it, Houston is a uh, – I used to hate Houston when I lived in that town. I bet, because you're so far. Yeah, and then you get it caught up in this small town bullshit, mm-hmm. you know. But then when I started doing comedy is when I started going to Houston a lot. And then I started mm-hmm. to find places that I liked because before I would just go to Washington and I was like, man, fuck this yeah. shit. Dude, or, I hate Washington. Yeah. I mean, the older you get, the more that you hate clubby spots. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, uh, I started finding places that I like bars mm-hmm. that I like, uh, comedy clubs the most, uh, I'm always down there doing that, even places to eat. And Houston mm-hmm. is beautiful. It has so much to offer. You just got to know where to go. That That's 100%. It's, it's, it's not like in Austin, you can just go downtown and you're going to have plenty of bars, plenty of restaurants, mm-hmm. blah, 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 right? In Houston, mm-hmm. it's spread out. Yeah, it's really And you got to find the vibe that you want to yeah. find. Because, yeah. like, man, I, I shit, I used to go to, like, 01. I used to go to Escapade all the, every weekend, yeah, bro. Buddy. That was my shit. I would go to 01. Go to the flea market to the Tia Pancha on Sundays. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, on the weekends, I mean, shit, going to Midtown, going to Washington, mm-hmm. going to Main, Main, well, Main Street now. Yeah, Main Street's cool. Really? It really popped off over the years. There's just a lot of cool. Everything in Houston just so spread out, though. Yeah, yeah. Just, like you, you want to go to some weird ass spots? You go to the Edo District. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's what. That's where I. That's where I go now. Yeah, which I love yes. the Edo district. You got the truck yeah. yard, you got the secret group. Yeah. You got that new club next to the secret group that's kind of Oh, weird. yeah. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. There's definitely a lot of weird places in Houston. Yeah. No, Man, one time I went ended up at a after hours in a church. Bro. <laughs> have you been there? I think I have. I'll tell you what, man. <coughs> Sorry. I walked in there. I paid uh-huh. the cover, uh-huh. and then I left. <laughs> I walked Bro. in there for maybe two or three minutes, and I turned around and, and got out. Yeah. It creeped me out. Uh, um, yeah, I don't remember crazy. what I was on, but it freaked me the fuck out. Yeah, it's crazy though, because the, like there, there's even a movie theater in Houston that's in a church. Like you go. Oh, I don't know about that one. Yeah, it's like some low-key like indie film movie theater, but you go in there and it's a church with pews. Like you sit in the pews to watch the movie. That's wild. It's trippy as fuck. And then have yeah, you heard of we... uh, Don't Tell Comedy? Yes. Yeah, we did a Don't Tell show in a church in Houston once. 
Not oh, was that a no? Because Blake was telling me he did a showcase or some show in a synagogue. Like an oh no, synagogue. that wasn't it. No, this was a Catholic <laughs> church. They had okay. the cross in there still and everything, bro. Yeah, no, really? It was in a Mexican <laughs> neighborhood and shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's cool, man. That's wild. Like, like I said, Houston's such a wild place. There's there's this after club in Montrose that if you go into it, it looks a little sus, but it's not that sus until so they pull out yeah. the little elephant statue. That was okay. a little elephant statue. It's, it's like tiny, right? But it's Montrose. Keep in mind, it's Montrose, yeah, yeah. It's already weird. But uh, at a certain point of the night, they roll out this little elephant statue and put it in the middle, middle of the dance floor. I don't know about uh, that one. That's when you gotta be like, <laughs> I might need to check out in this place. <laughs> it gets really weird when that shit happens. No, nah, I like Montrose. Montrose is cool. Uh, but yeah, Houston has a lot to offer. It's just you, you have to know where to go. Yeah. If you yeah. don't know where to go, you're going to think Houston sucks. Yeah. Because that's Dude, what I, I used to think. When I was 21, I hated Houston. I was like, man, there ain't no places to go to. There yeah. Because you don't know. You don't. You don't know the good spots to go. But I mean, I still like, I've always, uh, I shouldn't say always. When I started listening to a lot more Mexican music, mm-hmm. I started going to Houston a lot. Yeah. Going to one, going to, to rodeos, to jaripeos. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, what jaripeos were you going to? Uh, The one that I was going to the most towards the end was uh, Villarreal. It's on the north side off of okay. uh, off of 59 and uh, Little York. Little York and 59. Okay. I think yeah, I did yeah. that one. But back, back in the day, there was this other one called El Dorado that we used to go to. I never uh, went to that one. Plaza Garibaldi's always been there, but yeah. that one's huge. It's kind of annoying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like going to Villarreal because it's a little smaller than Garibaldi and it's not mm-hmm. as expensive because Garibaldi yeah. takes big, big acts. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to pay a hundred dollars to go to a freaking Hattie Bell, man. Right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah. But I do love that shit. Hell yeah. um, But yeah, like I would go to Dallas a lot just to go to 01 too up there. Oh yeah? Yeah. Is that one better? Man, I hate to admit it, but yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, Escapade in Dallas got some going on. It's it's fun up there, man. Uh, But yeah, there's there's Heidi Pills all over Texas. I I, I love going to Heidi Mm -hmm. Pills still. So when I started comedy, like... I would talk about going to Mexico. Well, I still do. I talk about mm-hmm. going to Mexico. I go to Mexico a lot, multiple right. times a year to to the rancho that my parents are from. Uh, yeah. I go to the baile. I go to Aripeos. And like I remember comments were like, hey, you're like Mexican for real. And I'm like, <laughs> what? See, that, that was one of the things I wanted to ask you today. Because like, when you come to Texas, right, especially being someone from outside, you're going to meet two types of Mexicans. You're going to meet yeah. Tejano Tejanos. Yeah, you're going to yeah. meet Mexican Tejanos, right? Yeah. And I, I've had, I have gotten to experience both of them, which is really cool. But I always like to ask, like, are you, like, the type that goes to Mexico or the type that's, like, oh, I don't speak Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> nah, man. Like, uh, whenever they told me that, it really, it really messed with me because I was born here, bro. Mm-hmm. So I never felt like a real Mexican. Because when yeah. I go to Mexico, they call me Güero, and yeah. they know that I'm from over here. They know I'm yeah. not Mexican, and that that's always been something that uh that's messed with with my head. So whenever these comics were like, "Yo, you're Mexican for real," I was like, mm-hmm. 
y'all don't know real Mexicans then. Exactly. Because I'm not. <laughs> exactly. Because, <laughs> like, I'm barely scratching the surface of that shit. Right. I, like, I like doing all that. I like going. I love I love going to Mexico. I love going to Vegas. Yeah. I love everything about it. But when I go to Mexico, they're like, yeah, you're you're a white boy. Oh, for sure, dude. <laughs> likewise, likewise. Which like, pisses I mean, me off. I hate that so much. It's, but the, whatever. Accent. it's the accent, right? It's, it's being that, that Mexican-American where you go. Bro, Mexico, it's not even the way that I talk. Uh, I've been told that uh, Americans walk different. We, we 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 just we're different. We we have a different way that we. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They made it sound like you're you're just an arrogant American. But I was like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, it, I, it is something weird, man. Like uh, when I'm in Mexico, um, uh, and my other cousins are there, I mostly speak to them in English because it's easiest for us to com- to communicate that way, right? But it does piss off other people that we're speaking English in Mexico, right? Um, But, I mean, we're drinking and shit. We don't think about it. It just comes out naturally, right? And then, like, uh, something something small. Like, if I go to a Mexican restaurant with a bunch of, like, white friends, Mm -hmm. I feel like an asshole ordering my food in Spanish, you know? But then if Uh I don't... I also feel like an asshole because I'm like this waitress knows that I know Spanish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I exactly. exactly Bro, I, I always have a dilemma of where to say queso or queso, which is right? so something <laughs> so stupid and so small, right? But man, it is something that I have to like. Or, all right, or, how or am I gonna say this? And fajitas. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I mess up my own name a lot. Oh really? <laughs> because uh, my last name is Saldana. Uh huh. But I always dis- I always have to last second decide am I gonna say my name in English or in Spanish how it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I've had people tell me like always say your name how it's supposed to be said. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it doesn't bother me to be called Saldana. I mean, you've if been called that your whole life. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, if it's easier for this person that's about to bring me up on stage to say Saldana instead mm-hmm. of Saldana, uh-huh. which is still wrong because it's Saldana. Yeah. I'm like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, it doesn't matter to me right because it's yeah. just an accent it's a different way to say it but some people are very hardcore about like no you should be they should say your name how it's supposed to be said i'm like man chill out bro i live in right. the real world right <laughs> well, i mean it, it sucks though because like i i've always had that issue too um especially being a mechanic here in houston right like i grew up in a very white dominant uh well i i worked in a white dominant field yeah but the advantage I had was all the people that are running these machines, the tractors, the bobcats and all that speak Spanish. Right. So I always like, I learned to just go with Spanish first. Right. Cause it, it makes them feel more comfortable. And yeah. most of the time they'll talk to you. Same thing. Like when you go to a restaurant and you speak Spanish first, they're instantly comfortable with you. They're like, all right, this guy's not fucking right. But you know that the downside of that is sometimes you'll speak Spanish to somebody and they'll be like, I speak English. And you're like, yeah. damn man, I'm trying to help you out. Right. No, the the worst is when they tell you I speak English and then they have like a really heavy uh, accent. That's and, exactly like, what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about, bro. But then they get mad because you're like, but yeah. I respect that too because I'm like, hey, you're trying to learn, like you're trying to, yeah, you know. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, damn, man, I'm trying to help you. Like shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, that, that <laughs> yeah. shit's rough, man. <laughs> it's it, it is it is uh weird. Yeah, are you fluent in Spanish? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm fluent. Spanish was my first language. English okay. Second, actually, you remember that? Sorry to keep going off the rails here, but do you remember Spanish being your first language? Yeah, yeah, you do. So I remember it, and I'm gonna tell you why I remember it. So my mom, my my parents both immigrated to the United States. Like yeah, they, same they here. So when I grew up, all they knew, my dad spoke English uh, because he grew up in a border town. Okay. So he knew English, but my mom did not know a lick of English. Okay. Um. So like I grew up with her, obviously, and um, she raised me speaking Spanish. And the reason I know that was my first language is because when I went to school, I couldn't read. I didn't I didn't understand it. Cause my, oh, because it was all in English. Yeah, and my, the thing was, my mom would read me bedtime stories and things like that, but she didn't know English, so it was all broken. So when I went to school, like I was like, I don't fucking know. And the thing that fucked me up the most was, I went to school, elementary school, started learning English, started picking it up, and then we went back to Mexico for like six months. So oh, I went to school over there. I learned Spanish all over, and then came back and oh. struggled with English again. Yeah, see that so. makes a difference. Yeah, so I mean, I was lucky, you know, I was lucky that the school I went to in California, they had a lot of programs for Spanish speakers. Yeah. So, you know, I, I had a lot of tutoring and shit like that so I could learn how to read English, but yeah, it fucked me up for for a good while. The reason I asked you is cuz like I know that English was my second language, but I don't remember it that way. Okay. I I just remember always knowing English. Mm-hmm. But whenever we moved, because I grew up in Dallas, that's where I was born. When we okay. moved from Dallas to that small town, Willis, mm-hmm. they put me in an ESL class. Because mm-hmm. when my mom was filling, this is what I think happened. When my mom was filling out the paperwork, she didn't know any English. Uh-huh. I was seven, so I didn't say shit. <laughs> so they just assumed <laughs> that I didn't know English, right? So they <laughs> stick me in ESL, and I have no fucking clue what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> dude i was in esl for second grade and they took me out of there because they were like this kid knows english <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's funny it, shit yeah no, it's it, it sucks though right did you ever have the situation where you would get something from school and your mom would ask you what does it say or your parents would ask you what does it say and you're like i don't know how to explain it to you like i don't know how to oh. translate it anymore and i'm like chingados, vamos a la escuela. yeah yeah <laughs> Man, you know who has a good joke about that is Ralph Barbosa. Does he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't want to butcher it. It's on one of his uh, things on YouTube. But is it? basically, the, the school calls his house and he's like, well, nobody else knows what they're saying. So, <laughs> but yeah, he's got a good joke about that. Um, I'll have to look it up. But man, uh, yeah, uh, like my dad knew English, but he was, he would still make me order for him in the drive-thru and shit like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I hated that. I hated ordering in the drive-thru from the back seat. <laughs> you just got this. And then I worked at, one of my first jobs was Burger King. Oh, and I remember working at Burger King in the drive-thru and I would hear some little kid's voice through the intercom and I'm like, man, this poor fucking kid has to order for his whole family <laughs> from the back seat. Then the worst was when you got the order wrong. Oh, about you, dude. That was the worst. If you fucked up one thing, it was over with. But there was time, because like, I speak Spanish, so they, I would hear a kid's voice, and I'd be like, yo hablo español. And they would still make the kid order it. Uh-huh. 
I don't know what that was about, man. I don't know what that was about. (laughs) But yeah, translating as a kid sucks. Don't. uh, Don't (laughs) It's it's so much unnecessary pressure that you feel because you don't want to mess it up. Yeah. And you also don't want to get yelled at for saying that you don't know. (laughs) Exactly. uh, But the worst thing is like they ask me for the most important shit. I remember my mom one time having bake statements and like asking me what it says. Oh. I was like, I don't fucking know how to translate this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you ever had like a like a gym phase where you're working out yeah, and shit? Yeah, dude. I I was in Mexico and we were uh, uh getting uh, leña firewood, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh they asked, they were like, hey, move this big ass log, and I, I was like, shit, I can't get it. And they were like, oh, that's what you go to the gym for? You can't even lift this? And I was like, fuck. They set me up. They set, they you set up. me up the just worst to th- talk shit. Bro, the worst thing is the oldest person will pick that shit up. Like it's I nothing. know, dude. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. My uncle walked over there and picked it up. Right? And I was just like, damn. Hell no. That happened to me one time. Um, I don't remember what we were trying to move. But it was me, my dad, my two brothers, and my uncle. And like we're all struggling. My uncle with a fucking limp walks over and picks it up like it's nothing. He's like, "This is what you guys work out for?" Yeah, dude, that old, that old man strength, dude. That old man strength is different. It's crazy. <laughs> I got respect for that man. I I, I learned that so quick uh, working as a mechanic. There's this old man, and um, like I, when I worked as a mechanic it was when I, I worked out a lot, like especially when yeah. I was younger, and. Um, I used to arm wrestle everybody. This old man, dude, fucking scraggly old man, ready to retire. He's like, let me arm wrestle you before I quit. No and shit. I was, like, I was like, man, I don't want to hurt you. He's no, like, no shit. He's like, put 20 on it. Bro, I he let me bring him down. Yeah. I think that I had him. And he just, boom. Wow. Like, God. <laughs> I never fuck with old people after that, man. Yeah, <laughs> man. Old, old, old man got that. That farm strength. Hell yeah, man. Yeah, Especially dude. something like that that's been turning a wrench his entire life. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think one of the most country things I ever did, me and my buddy, we put a lift kit on my truck. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and we installed it ourselves. And uh, we're in his dad's garage doing it. And he, uh, we used this torque wrench, uh-huh. right, to get it how it says in the, in the specs. And his dad uh-huh. walks out there. He goes... A torque wrench, huh? And he just walked away, and I was just like, "Damn, dude!" He didn't even call his bitches, but I know that's what he just called us. Nah, you know what? Though? <laughs> you know? When, when you're a mechanic for that long, you have these weird fucking pops, bro. I know when I pull a hundred pounds on a wrench because my shoulder yeah. pops. Yeah, yeah. old man, you just tell me, he's like, "I got a built-in, bro." He just pushed no. out. <laughs> when my shoulder gives out, that's a hundred pounds. <laughs> Damn, dude, go get your shoulder checked out. <laughs> But man, needs, man. I, when we finished, it took us forever to put that lift kit in. But when we finished, we were like, hell yeah, we fucking hell did yeah. that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the most, yeah. that's the best feeling in the world, dude. I don't care who you are or what you do for a living. When you put a lift kit on something or you, you do something to your car. Yeah. It works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The only thing that I really tried to get good at was installing stereos. But man. Hell yeah. I, uh, I ruined my computer in the 88 caprice that i had oh no. and then i uh i stopped dabbling <laughs> with stereos because <laughs> that was 800 bucks i had to spend extra 
<laughs> yeah, dude, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna just go back to my. I had a cousin that did it, so I was like, yeah, I'll just go to him. <laughs> it happens, man. It's the trials of and errors of life. Speaking about something unique about Texas and Houston, and I, I, I say Houston and Dallas still. Uh, maybe San Antonio, man. Having a system in your car. Hell yeah. 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 No, you know what's really unique to Texas is having the horns outside the car. Oh. Like the, the speakers outside? Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when you know you're in Texas. You're talking about the train horns? Yeah. No, no, not just the train horns. When you have the, the, those speakers on the outside. Yeah, like yeah, the yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. But like, there there was a, a time, uh, it was like right, like early 2000s, a lot of people had train horns in their grills. Hell yeah. So, man. I hate it whenever, like, at a stoplight or something, somebody would just pull up. <laughs> oh, man, it scared the shit out of you, bro, because it's oh, so man. loud. Oh. So, but, man, so, I had a... Oh, look, real quick, I had to brag on my Caprice, bro. Yeah, I had, yeah, bro. at one point, man, I had five tens in my trunk. Damn. That shit hit so hard, it made my muffler fall off. Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i believe that man dude that's wild no it's so funny thing when those train horns were real big um me and my friends were in auto tech and we had this this friend that everyone fucked with we always fucked with them and uh one day uh we're all drinking and my friend passed out in like the bushes at, at another friend's house and my buddy was like hey dude i just got this train horn from amazon he's like let's go hook it up on his car yeah. And I was like, all right, let's go do it. So he's passed out, right? So we're not even worried about him. We hook it all up. And I was like, this isn't good enough, man. Let's, let's tie it to his, his brake light. So we tied it to his brake light. Oh, <laughs> dude. Goes, and this is a little ass 99 Honda Civic, bro. No. <laughs> he goes in the next morning. We're, we're all like, we, we all slept over, right? So we're all in like this dude's room, just passed out. And he's waking up because he has to go to work the next morning. Yeah. And all we hear is, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he had no fucking idea. It was the funniest shit ever, dude. He was like, "What the fuck did you guys do?" Oh man, dude, y'all must have scared the shit. Oh, dude, he... I should have seen him. He jumped out that car and he was like, "What the fuck's going on?" Damn. Oh, damn. Man. I love fucking with your friends, man. Yeah, there's nothing like it, man. That's the best part about growing up around here. You get into all sorts of weird shit, and you make some really good fucking friends. Yeah, man, the car culture in Houston is 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 definitely unique. Oh yeah, with the slams, the trucks, everything, man. You ever been to uh, damn, what's it called? In it's it's in Conroe, Texas Heat Wave. I have not. I know uh, what it is. I've never been. Yeah, man, you'll see everything. Lowriders, yeah. drop trucks, classic cars. It's mm-hmm. Mexicans, black people, old white dudes. It's crazy. Yeah. It's a, yeah. it's one of the wildest truck shows, I mean, uh, car shows ever, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see a little bit of everything. Because yeah. I, what, what I, I used to go to a lot of Houston was Los Magnificos car show. Yeah, those are dope. Yeah, because they would have a concert too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I've, been, I've been to like two of those. Those are really dope. I, I love the way they, they used to do them. 
I haven't been I mean, I don't even know if they still do I, them anymore. I, yeah, I don't know if they do, but I've been to two of them, and they, they were dope. I really like those. I hadn't thought about that in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Got me over here reminiscing, man. Hell yeah, man. That's I'm going to move back about. to Houston after this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. That way I can go catch a show or two. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's fucking dope. But anyways, I mean, I, I've had a great time sitting here talking with you, but I know we're about an hour and a half. I'm sure you're a pretty busy dude. So, Jesse, we're at the point of the show where I like giving the show over to you and letting you um, pretty much promote yourself, tell the listeners where they can find you, where we can go see you. It's your time to shine, buddy. Oh, yeah, man. Uh Instagram is where I, I, I post the most and I'm most active on Instagram. It's at Theo Jesse, T-I-O-J-E-S-S-I. Yeah, that's it right there. Appreciate that. Um, when does this come out? Uh, it'll be out next Friday. Oh, okay. So uh, have you heard of Alfred Robles? He's blowing up on, on Instagram Reels and like TikTok right now. Comics <laughs> from LA. Super funny guy, Alfred, mm-hmm. Alfred Robles. I'm opening. I'm opening for him. I'm hosting for him at the Houston Improv November seventh. So oh, Houston no. Improv November seventh. Come through to that. It's gonna be man. This dude is so funny. I I've worked with him before. Hilarious, and his his reels and TikToks are <laughs> so funny, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for this show. So November seventh, Houston Improv definitely come through for that. Fuck yeah! Are y'all doing multiple shows or just one show? No, nah, it's just one night. Okay, what time is it? Because that's 7.30? 7, 7, 7.30? Hell yeah, I'm going to put that on my calendar. I'm gonna try to Hell yeah, that. man. Yeah, November 7th. Hell so yeah. come through for that. And if anybody's ever in Austin, every Tuesday at the Creek in the Cave, I'm hosting a show at 10 p.m. It's called Onslaught Comedy. So, yeah, come through for that if you're ever in Austin on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. No, that's dope, dude. I'm glad to see a Houston comic, you know, make it out to... To Austin, I know there's great things. Yeah, man, we're trying to do some things out here. Hell yeah, and uh, I I'm I'm gonna do my best to be at that show because I I really want to see you perform and see Alfred Robles perform. Yeah, and man, he's great, man. Hell yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, hell yeah, this was, was fun, man. Hell yeah, it, it was a blast. Uh, I can't wait to have you on again. If you ever want to come back on, hell yeah, hell yeah. If you ever got anything to promote, you know, just hit us up. We'll uh, we'll share your links. We'll share your Instagram pages, any shows you got coming up, just let us know. We love to show love on this podcast, so and that's what we're all about, right? We're Hell all about, yeah. you know, building a community, building a network, and getting y'all's names out there. So just hit us up whenever you want. We'll be more than happy to have you on the show. Thank you again for coming on. This has been Jesse Sandania. I'm going to get it right. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> on the Weekly D Podcast, I'm your host, Danny G, and thank you guys for tuning in. And remember, if you can't get it daily, get it weekly. Peace. Stick stick around a little bit. I want to...